Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who will make sure you watch the best TV possible. And they put in a blinder last week when I was incapacitated. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex talks to us about Obsession, a new thriller arriving on Netflix on Thursday. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen tells us about Designated Survivor on Netflix. But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. My stuff is super, super random this week. Uh, What about you, Alex and Stephen? Has it been super random? What have you been watching lately? Alex, you can do the honours first this week. (laughs) Okay. So it's been been slightly less than usual for me lately because uh, mm. I went to a museum the other day instead. Wow! Uh, maybe we should maybe we should start a museum podcast too. <laughs> well, it was part of the exhibition was about TV, so it's still oh. it's still even even on my day off. Um, oh. My friend James, who is not not a regular listener, uh, wanted to see this what? this thing about like yeah I, I know uh-huh. he should be but not yet. Um, <laughs> he wanted to see this thing about sort. Korea, Korean history, culture okay. uh, over the past 70 years. And there was a big chunk of it about Korean TV, cool. which I thought was interesting. Nice. Uh, Any of the modern recommend. stuff? Yeah, yeah. They had uh, the yeah. Squid Game. Game and all that. Yeah, all of that. Mm. Uh, so that was interesting. Would recommend if anyone is local to, to that museum. What is um, the museum? The Where is the V&A museum? Yeah, in London. Didn't, oh. didn't go very far for it. Okay. Um, but yeah. Nice. Otherwise, I've been watching Jury Duty which is this kind of Borat, Nathan For You style kind of hybrid reality sitcom oh. thing. Okay. Um, the idea it sounds is Sounds familiar, like, but like, is it new or old or what? It's past, past week or so, last week, oh. I think. Okay. Um, and it has been sort of very big on, very big on social media. It's been, oh, okay. been a hit. Huh. Um, and the idea is it's like a sort of office style mockumentary Um there's a real guy in the in the middle of it, in the centre of it. Um, oh. I was watching it because I was spoke to one of the producers last week about like how it's made, that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting. It's been an interesting watch and cool. quite funny as well. Where is it uh, on? That that's on Amazon Freebie, so it's oh. Amazon Prime, but but free, which is which is good, even better cool. than, than paying for it. Hmm. Uh, and I also watched Succession, which. Hmm. Yeah, I imagine you'll have lots to say about. But I was m- mostly I was thinking that I was glad they didn't send all four episodes last month. Yes, because, of course. Because keeping yeah. certain things secret for a month, yeah. I think, would have yeah. been just driving me up the wall. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, are we going to talk about it in any level of detail at all, or what are we going to do? I mean, it was funny. I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were talking about spoiler alerts, yeah. kind of thing, like you know, and how. We, because we don't watch TV in a linear fashion, generally speaking, anymore, these these things happen. You know, this big storylines break and you mightn't necessarily have watched the programme, but you might be a viewer, you know. And actually, I didn't see Succession Monday night. I was travelling, so I didn't watch it until last night, which would have been Tuesday night. And I managed to avoid the spoiler, spoilers. I knew there was a big, a big story, but I managed to avoid it so I really really enjoyed the episode it was really really good but yeah I I did have a a sort of vague spoiler did you yeah I'd been avoiding 
sort of all social media, all internet stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was reading an article on another website, just uh, about something completely different, just some mm. other show, but right on the sidebar, they'd put it <gasps> pretty much in the title. And a lot Ugh. of places did that, which I think is Terrible. poor, poor etiquette. Absolutely. Like, and you tweeted about it in a huff. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say in a in a very considered and not at all huffy way. <laughs> but, but but I was angry at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I I mean, I wasn't too fussed, and I don't think it it didn't like undercut the episode for me because okay. yeah. of the nature of the presentation of it. It was very well done. I thought, yeah, yeah. really. Because at the start of the episode, you're thinking, is your 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 mind is like, is this thing going to happen, or is what I'm thinking is happening happening, and then it just goes off in a completely different direction. So, um, yeah. yeah, very well done. And actually, I'm to be just keep it as high level as possible. I think it's going to mean that the rest of the series is great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's it's. But anyway, that's enough. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> that's enough I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I have to say, there was it was a it was a teeny tiny bit samey the first couple of episodes, a little bit too yeah. samey as everything before it. Even though it is very enjoyable in of, in of itself, but um, yeah, this is going to change things a little bit. Okie doke, yeah. Um, Stephen, what's been on your telly box this week? Well, I finished Happy Valley. Oh, did you feel sad? I know that some people. <laughs> had like mixed views about the finale yep i thought the finale was excellent like one of my favorite tv show finales ever probably wow. the the it's so are you of, wishing I guess, you had watched it sooner like we were telling you yeah <laughs> well maybe maybe but, so you um, could have had the you know communal experience of it all <laughs> yeah it is yeah could have told but, um, everyone how wrong they were I very much liked exactly. being able to just watch the next episode. Like yes. I watched last season in two days, I think. Like it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I know you yeah, talked about it quite a bit last week, but yeah, you just so your overall review then. Very, very, very good. Yeah, the mm. first season I think was the best, but mm. the season finale of season three was probably the best single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, and I liked the way that it subverted a lot of expectations. The, from this sort of standard pace and beats of a drama of that sort. Like, well, it's been out for months now, hasn't it? So the, yeah. the finale, spoiler alert, yes. you expect this, like, violent showdown between Catherine yep. and Tommy. Yep. And in the end, it's just this, like, domestic, mm-hmm. bitchy argument where... It's like he's her son and he's annoyed at her mm-hmm. and she just can't be doing with him anymore. And then he, again, spoiler alert, just sets himself on fire. And, yeah, wasn't expecting it to go down that way. And I very much liked the way that mirrored the first scene of the first episode where there's that guy threatening to set himself on fire. And oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I very, very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was. It didn't go down the way I think we all expected. Definitely not what I had expected of it. But um, yeah, I think the absolute joy of that of that program is the script. Like it's the it's so well written. It's the yeah. mundanity of some of the inter exchanges in it and the sort of 
normalness of it all, you know, and as you say, the sort of domestic. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was great and some fantastic um, performances, obviously, as well. So, yeah. Do you feel a bit bereft now? Do you feel like you need to get yeah. a, something I, else I in your like, life? I, I did have a bit of like, what What am I doing now? What's, what's <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> yeah, Trailer happens. Park Boys, which is... I'm not too sure that sounds like a replacement for Happy Valley, does it? (laughs) No. Um, Well, I wanted something totally different because I thought if I watch a crime drama now, I'm just not going to enjoy it as much. Mm. Um, So I've had this as a sort of a palate cleanser. I Mm. watched the first two seasons of Trailer Park Boys, which is this sort of bizarre Canadian sitcom about um, three cons that live in a trailer park and are determined to, I don't know, Commit Get petty rich. crime at any cost. Yeah, and it's it's very very funny. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of episodes though, so I'm not sure how far I'll get through it before I sort of think this mm. is this is a bit old now. There's also like three spin-off movies and other TV series spin-offs as well, so it might have been oh, really a bit oh, well. done to death. It's kind of old, so is it? Yeah, it started in about 2001. And then the original series, I think, finished in 2018. All right. That's on Netflix as well. Well, you can come back to us on that in the future and give us a more rounded review once you've seen a a bit more of it. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, as I was saying at the start there, I just dipped in and out of loads of stuff the last... um, the last couple of weeks uh, between being sick, I spent about three, a whole day watching Coronation Street when I was sick. So you don't want to hear about that. And then um, I was staying at my mother's house. So <clears throat> we kind of have to watch something that everybody will watch, you know. And so that brings us to like crime things usually. So we watched the first few episodes of the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Did either of you watch that? No. I did not. I oh my God. Did, I thought it would be too... Violent? <laughs> Too what? Yeah. What did you say? Too crap? Yeah. It, it did not look great. <laughs> the first episode was absolutely edge of your seat, like horrifying, you know. It, it was good. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, again, I'll come back. I'll come back to you on it because I don't know. I haven't I haven't watched enough of it to sort of give you a proper um, overview. And I don't know how many episodes there are, actually. No, um Okay, so I'll come back to that one. But then I watched the first couple of episodes of um, Waco and American Apocalypse, which is a documentary mm-hmm. about the siege in Waco, which actually is very interesting, but it's 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 quite detailed. So, you know, they have like footage that's never seen before, <clears throat> which is really, you know, from inside the compound. And they have access to quite a few people that were in the compound as well. So that is very interesting. Um, but my highlight of... My weekend was Mario Brothers, the film. Really? I made it to the cinema. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I don't know if you guys would enjoy it now, but I loved it. My kids loved it. And um, it was great fun. And really just like very simple. Like the story is a little bit like it's super simple. There's nothing to it, you know, but it's just lots of laughs and good animation. And it's just it's just a nostalgia trip as well, you know, Um so highly recommend for everybody, actually. There's just lots of laughs in it and there's some cute new characters as well. And Put it on the list. Um, hmm? I'll put it on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, long, the long, long list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's getting kind of slated by critics. Um, so I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, Alex. But um, 
But my kids love it. We loved it. Like my little girl was like one bit in the middle. She's just like screaming like she was enjoying it so much. You know, it was hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, lots of lots of lots of action and plenty of uh, you know, all the characters basically from down through the years and Mario Brothers and stuff. So there you go. I guess maybe it does it depend how into gaming you are? Maybe not. I mean, I haven't played a computer game for about 30 years. So, And the final thing to say was, Alex, you said that I was probably watching Rise and Fall. Yeah. And I have watched it up to the end of last week, but then it wasn't on over the weekend. So I think it was on... Monday night and Tuesday night, so it's over. But I've missed the last two episodes. Is it not the I, finale tomorrow, or is it over? Oh, is it? I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was last night. Oh God. Um, yeah, I feel like we should know this. Should have done my National World piece about when the finale is. Oh, is there? Who did who you wrote write that? that? I think I did. I don't know when the finale is. Oh. It's a level of factual accuracy we uh, bring. Oh week no, it is on. Out. It's a National World article that's come up, so well done there, Stephen Ross. <laughs> um, Thursday the 13th of April at 10pm is the finale. Oh, thank goodness I can catch up tonight. Was, was that my story then? It was your story, Stephen. <laughs> you wrote it. The 3rd of April and you updated it or someone updated it on the 7th of April. So Not me, I wasn't working on the 7th. And Screen Babble is, is all over the top of it. We can watch. There you go. Rise and Fall finale. When is the last episode of the Channel 4 game show on TV? And who is left in the cast? But I'll tell you, I was enjoying it more. You know, it had got more, a lot more interesting. And um, there was an awful lot of movement in the space of two days. Three or four people were kicked out and it, it just made it different. So it has improved, I have to say. It got a lot better. Um, but again, I'll maybe do a little quick update on it next week. But um, yeah. Yeah, it, better than I thought it would be. So anyway, there you go. God, we've spent most of the podcast talking about what we've been watching rather than going into any great detail and anything. So let's go to you, Alex. Today you were talking about Obsession. Uh, Tell us about Obsession. Yes, Obsession. So it is a new thriller, which is out on Netflix mm. uh, on Thursday or today, I suppose. Pod podcast publication day. Yep. yep. Uh, and it stars Richard Armitage as a surgeon who is having an affair with his son's fiance, uh, who's played by Ew. Charlie Murphy from Happy Valley. Oh. Um, and it is, which which is why I was kind of interested in watching it, because I thought she was very good in Happy Valley. Yeah. Fan of him, generally. He's good in lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, and it's about the sort of strange psychosexual dynamic that they build up between them as they are having oh. this illicit affair. Um, yep. I think people probably assume it's one of those um, Harlan Coben shows because mm. Richard Armitage's Richard Armitage has done quite a few of those. Um, yeah. It's not. It is based on a novel called Damage by Josephine Hart, uh, okay. which was adapted into a film with Jeremy Irons many, oh. many, many, many years ago. Oh God, uh, yeah. In in the nineties, um, which was yeah. So if anyone's seen that film. Um, but it's not very good, basically. Yeah. Um, the I think the Harlan Coben ones are probably a good kind of comparison because um, yeah. I think those are quite good as thrillers. They're quite sort of schlocky, but they've got like a personality about them. Yeah. This was, I think, surprisingly bland, I thought. Um, it's not just superficial, but it's like it's very kind of basic, perfunctory. 
Is it very um, sexy? Is there just loads of sex in it? Is that maybe what it's... Th- that's probably going to be hanging its part, hook on. part of the appeal for some people. But yeah. there was less than I was anticipating, I think. Because oh. <laughs> there's been a lot of the adverts like, oh my God, look at this. It's so... Yeah, yeah. But, Obsession. It just sounds like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly that. But yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Le- less of that than I assumed from the way it was being advertised. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, there's just... How many parts? Four, How many parts ju- just four. Um, okay, management. First episode is half an hour, uh, which was the longest half an hour of my life. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the next ones are, are 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first one was particularly bad then. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just there's no kind of like flair to the dialogue. There's no, no spark yeah. there. It kind yeah. of reminded me a bit of... I, I obviously I watch a lot of sci-fi and a lot of bad sci-fi, and you get yeah. actors trying to make things like you know Blorg on Seven sound natural, and this <laughs> this reminded me of that the way people will talk about Blorg on Seven, but they're just talking yeah. about like lunch and holidays and things like that as if they're completely oh unfamiliar concepts. Okay, um, but yeah, so they just have no that sounds a bit annoying, no kind yeah. of personality, no no interiority, whatever. Um, mm. It's got a shockingly bad score, uh, which they oh God, really? way overuse. Just kind of zaps it of any tension. Uh, it uh. all looks very sort of sterile, weird kind uh-huh. of cheap, cheap vibe to the direction. Uh. Um, Indira Varma's in it, and she's playing uh, Richard Armitage's character's wife. Um, mm. And I think I think she's great, and I think it is a shame that she has to keep taking these roles when good actors yeah. go into bad parts i feel yeah. like mm. she she in particular just i don't know can't can't catch a break and i think that's yeah. a sign that we as a society are just just letting her down on television yeah um yeah yeah but yeah it it will find an audience i think for yeah. for obvious reasons uh mm. richard armitage is is a popular actor but it, it's 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 funny that how you describe it kind of makes me want to watch it just to see how bad it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it, <laughs> um, it will pick up a lot of that kind of audience, which yeah. I think, because I think uh, uh, that happens with Netflix stuff a lot, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. you've got to be, be on the, the so latest watch hate watch. It just to complain about it. Yeah, like hate watch. And yeah, then I, it'll I, get I, another series. Um, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, maybe. It, and, and speaking of which, sorry, just to go off on a tangent yeah. for a second. Maternal not getting yeah. a second series. That is a travesty. Travesty. I'm not happy I'm about that. I'm still actually yet to finish it, which I feel slightly. Well, I, I told you that. I thought the ending was a little bit fluffy, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So sorry. Anyway, back to Obsession. Yeah. So Netflix, four parts, comes on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, if you're annoyed about something, maybe yeah. watch that this weekend. But you can I'll, venture it, yeah. Just to. Because I was not at all too proud of this joke, but uh, to to sort of to, to borrow an acronym, uh, I thought it was bland, dull, slow, and monotonous, which is sort of thematically relevant there. Okay, As everyone no, at home I... is laughing. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, Moving along to Stephen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so yes, as I say, Netflix Thursday obsession, yes. and um, uh, avoid. yeah, I'm definitely definitely going to check it out now after that. Okay, uh, Stephen, time for Hello. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, um, designated survivor. I watched the first maybe series, maybe 
few episodes, can't remember. But it, people were raving about this. It was kind of a yes. out of the blue, wasn't it? Sort of success story. Yeah. So we're going all the way back to 2016. Oh, um, a long time ago. And long time for you the guys. series yeah. <laughs> essentially kicks off with the premises, the designated survivor is a role in the government where when the president is giving like a major address and all of his cabinet and Congress is gathered in the Capitol, each party will select a designated survivor to be moved to a safe location in the event of like a major terrorist threat on the Capitol. It's a real thing, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, okay. they do do it. Um, and Which is slightly so worrying because you're, you're like, what is going to wipe out? It's mentioned in other shows like The, the West government. Wing that they have yeah. a designated survivor episode. Okay. Um, and in the first four minutes of this series, the Capitol explodes, the president, the cabinet, everybody dies. And Kiefer Sutherland, who you'll know from 24 and his new show, which is why I thought I'd do designated survivor this week and um, 80s uh rat pack films etc mm, <laughs> or go on um, some older people so yeah so keith's keith sutherland's character was this like i think he worked for hood he was housing and urban development or something yeah. some like fairly minor role kind of unassuming nerdy kind of guy yeah he used to be like a teacher and suddenly became a secretary thought oh my gosh i'm in the government this is so crazy and now he's the president and i felt the first three episodes were just like fantastic like the whole way that they deal with like the capital and our entire government has blown up like this is the most insane terrorist attack that's ever happened and could have will have total life-changing ramifications first three episodes really ran with that and then it sort of just evolved like it was still the first series was still pretty good um the first it just turns into like a business as usual kind of thing as in as in like it's just governing the country you, Hmm. you sort of think right they got over that pretty quickly yeah like there's there's a big focus on uncovering the conspiracy and how this terrorist plot happened but there's no like major national trauma really yeah despite the fact that the entire government blew up um and i i know americans have this this big thing about like 9-11 and you can't you know um there's a line in designated survivor where they say like oh the biggest terrorist attack since 9-11 and it's like, well, surely ever this was this was bigger than nine eleven. This was the president, the vice president, the entire cabinet. Like, it's like, but they they act in the show like it isn't. Like, it's the biggest terrorist attack since nine eleven, which sort of explains why things sort of go back to normal. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit frustrating because you think the whole premise of this show is that this guy is taking over in the middle of this national rupture. Yeah. But they don't really accept that in the long term, the destruction of their entire government had that much of a an effect. And the other really frustrating thing is that Kiefer Sutherland's character as president spends about two weeks being a bit inept and not really sure what he's doing before becoming the best president that there's ever been. <laughs> Yeah. And two seasons in, 
So I've watched the first two seasons and it's three seasons long. Two seasons in, he's not been forced with like a a, a serious moral dilemma where there's no wrong, right answer. Every oh. every challenge that he's faced with, he manages to find yeah. a moral sound solution that yeah. makes him, you know, this paragon well, of... I suppose, is it not a commentary? There, but is it not a commentary therefore on like this guy who wasn't a seasoned politician was a better president because he wasn't so full of whatever yeah, maybe, seasoned politicians are full of. also feels a little... Um, cheesy the way that you know he'll he'll go into a situation and he'll be like well why don't we try it this way and then suddenly it's like that's too maverick that'll never work and then he'll like he's like what if I just go out there and make a speech to these people and then the rioters will all disperse and yeah, yeah. he tells them about like their shared American interests and how they're all one you know nation and and, and the riots dissipate and, and it's a bit like unrealistic how yeah. how good of a human he is. Yeah. And um, is there not a question around like his authority? Are they not like trying to have a presidential election within three weeks of yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. So they, I don't get they, that they either. try to oust him. But then yeah. again, he does this thing where he's like, I'm going to sit down and talk to the, the opposition like uh, with respect. And they'll they'll see that I'm just doing my best in mm. these difficult times and then they go, okay, yeah, we want, we want. Um, so a bit off. light for you then, Stephen. It, there was a bit too much suspension of disbelief. And then mm. there's this subplot with this um, this agent played by Maggie Q, who is always involved in uncovering these um, conspiracies. And mm-hmm. it gets a bit fast and furious in the sense of like each episode gets a bit more surreal like with the fast and furious movies so it starts off with you know her being just an agent in dangerous situations until it it's essentially like the flying car in space like she's <laughs> been kidnapped and strapped to in a van with a bomb but they didn't bother to lock the doors of the van and she you know they left the keys in the ignition and she woke up two minutes before the bomb went off mm. because mm-hmm. they obviously didn't give her enough um, drugs to knock her out uh, <laughs> so all, all of that gets a bit yeah, frustrating yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. when okay. you compare it to the West Wing which it's obviously going to be compared to because it's very much stylized yeah. like it with the yeah. conversations as they walk down the corridors and the like quick witty banter it's, it's not as good mm. but it's very bingeable <laughs> like, okay. despite all that like I watched the first season, I, I think, when I was away um, earlier last month, I watched like eight episodes in one day because mm-hmm. because it's fairly mindless mm. and it's still enjoyable. And mm-hmm. Keith Keith Sutherland's still, you know, really endearing actor, and the yeah. cast are all quite likable, like inherently yeah. likable. It's very yeah. very watchable, despite the fact that after the first season, it is a bit crap. Yeah. There's something about those kind of productions as well because they've got fairly good budgets as well. It's kind of um, more watchable than other programs. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, um, there's always something going on. The screen always looks quite nice. Yes. Did you ever watch it, Alex? Yeah, when it was first on, um, there were a group. Of, I think all of my friends we were obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah. Like in a way, we 
I don't think have ever been with any other show. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, we had like group chats and we were talking about it each week, uh-huh. but then everyone just kind of gradually dropped off. Yeah. I lasted longest, uh, as is always the way with bad television. But um, I think even I called it quits after like, there's an episode in series two which is about statues and like it's the exact same thing he's like has anyone ever considered you know maybe if we keep the statue of the racist but move it over there and it's like i think i think the show went through something like five different showrunners producers in okay yeah yeah, fairly short space of time might be a problem and they were each clearly Mm -hmm. interested in different things and by the time it got to the guy who was like i'm gonna do west wing style allegories about things but in a in a really clever centrist way it's like i'm I'm not interested in that sort of thing you know like yeah you know it maybe it's that thing of like the the idea is very interesting because i'm guessing a lot of people don't know about this designated survivor person right so there you've got this fantastic idea but where do you go with it like where do you take it was it always going to end up in that west wing style thing i think if a West Wing style thing, but just like, like as you were saying, Stephen, but with that kind of rupture trauma, like actually doing that in a considered yeah. way would have been very good, but it just, it wasn't that good. A bit more reflection and the national yeah. psyche and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. The problem okay. is it's almost like episodic in that it's like episode one, the capital is destroyed. Yeah. yeah. We'll resolve that. Episode two, oh, now I need to deal with this other crisis. And it's mm-hmm. like... But the capital's still yeah. just been destroyed. I thought when yeah, it brought okay. in the previous president, that was pretty clever. Uh, like one one of his yeah, yeah, predecessors is like, "Look, who are you? I should be in charge again." And that yeah yeah. yeah. Hmm. And also, Michael J. Fox um, appears in oh, a few really? episodes later in season two, so that was pretty nice to see. Hmm. I quite like Michael who, J. Fox. Who's he playing? Is hmm. he? He's playing a lawyer, and again, it's this really. It, it again highlights how annoyingly virtuous Kiefer Sutherland's character is, because the lawyer's doing his best to like work against um, Kiefer Sutherland, and at the end, Kiefer Sutherland like talks to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks for doing that." And he's like, "Why are you thanking me?" He's like, "Because you were doing your job to uphold the integrity and hold me to account." Oh, and it's like. It, no one's yeah, that calm it down like morally yeah. perfect yeah like mm. even Bartlett in the West Wing had like issues yeah. <laughs> at some point and it annoyed me a bit in the West Wing how upstanding he was but Kiefer Sutherland has his president has never done anything wrong in this entire series so far mm. okay so two pretty lukewarm um <laughs> <laughs> reviews this I would, I would definitely recommend the first I yeah. think the first three episodes of Designated Survivor are fantastic I would also recommend okay. the first three episodes of Designated Survivor <laughs> alright people you've got yourselves about a hundred minutes of TV they're great stuff yeah uh, okay uh, we're, we're it's Netflix as well it's all right? on Netflix brilliant and there's three series and it is finished three series <laughs> but I don't think okay. anyone's watched series three Right, confession before we go. Uh, I've never watched The West Wing. It's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> it it's one of my on The West Wing far, and all of The Wire. You know, there are two that I've always had that sort of. Oh God, I really should get around to that, but they're just so long that it's like, oh, too much. Uh, okay, 
thank you both and thank you to the listeners for joining us this week do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond if you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives drop us a line via our social media you'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World you can also sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible We'll be back again next week with more Screen Babble. Bye. Bye. Bye.